Limos and Roses is a humorous and occasionally offensive podcast. All opinions are based on the bachelors and bachelorettes being in the top 99 percentile of their respective genders with regard to their physical attributes. In other words, no offense. And thank you for listening. Enjoy. Welcome to the very 51st podcast of Limos and Roses. Woo, woo, woo. I tried a different thing. <laughs> I'm hoarse. Oh, God. All right. It's going well. Mm-hmm. Hell, you know. I was at a yes. wedding and the bachelor party, and yeah, I'm hoarse. You were celebrating oh. love. Let's celebrate some more fake love. I mean, no, yes. that was real love. Okay. This is the lady drama filled yum daddy mean girl attack mode maybe in an alternate reality semi sober bachelor might actually get married podcast that you all know and love the recap podcast over all other recap podcasts that cover season 25 of the bachelor. Thank you so much for tuning in. As you may or may not know this very show began with our own bachelor fantasy league entitled limos and roses on this podcast i'm joined by my husband jet and our buddy frace and me i am your host and moderator chelsea so everyone it is time for our favorite but least favorite episode of the entire season whoa men tell lol i love hate this episode so much everyone is back but Chris only mentions nine of them in the intro, which brings me right into a pop quiz. Oh, I mean, how does, wow. Oh my God. She's going to be doing it before the intro, before we know it, dude. I know. It's creeping I up. Know. All right. I love, I love starting off with the pop quiz. I don't know if it's going to become <sighs> a permanent thing, but I really just love a good pop quiz. So many girls from this season were present at this event, but Chris only mentions nine of them. How many ladies showed up that were not mentioned. 19. So 10 showed up that weren't mentioned, you're saying? Gotcha. Oh, sorry, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go with eight that he didn't mention. There were actually six women that Chris did not mention. He mentions Victoria, Piper, Katie, Jasenia, both of the Serenas, MJ, Abigail, Chelsea. But he does not mention Kit, Kayla, Hmm. Ryan, Anna. Mari and Brittany. So Jet, I guess technically you win question number one. Congratulations. Thank you very much. All right. How many girls were not present out of all of the women Matt James had to choose from? Out of all of the women, how many women were not present? Just a number. Uh, I would say 20. I'm going to say seven. <laughs> seven? Jet's going to win again. Heather, 23 women were not <laughs> wow. present. Guys, so, yes. I don't know how many times I have to tell you that I was in remedial math. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. had yeah. a lot of ladies that didn't make it to the women tell all, but I feel like we need to move on to Chris Harrison getting a haircut, getting real close to high and tight. How did mm-hmm. we feel? 
Um, I feel like we should just jump right on into this momental lull. Any words before this montage? My only notes were fashion related. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I, this is the first time I thought Abby uh, Abigail looked like Demi Moore a lot in this. I mean, that's <laughs> high praise, obviously. That's a compliment. Demi um, Moore from Showgirls or Demi Moore from is she in any? It was else? called Strip Tease. Let's not get the two. <laughs> oh, you're there, right. right. You. <laughs> Well, wow. you're yeah. you're right wow. again. Two points for Jet. <laughs> Great. Oh, I did notice the beginning when Chris was doing his speech. The audio mix was off big time. The uh, like Chris was talking and the music was so loud that you could barely like you had to focus on what he was saying because I kept listening to the music. Yeah, they were so trying thought, to cancel him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's done a good job of that himself. I think mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So. It begins with MJ drama, which gets solved pretty fast. Then there's some Victoria Ryan drama and Victoria's awful. Then there's some Victoria Katie drama and Victoria ends up dropping a journey to justify her behavior. And Katie ends up accepting her apology because it's Katie and she's cool. Uh, any words on all of this drama that we shell out to start this episode off? I felt as though this was the most boring women tell all I've ever seen. And also the drama, I don't know if it was editing or if they just, or if they didn't have the audience egging them on. It wasn't like that Jerry Springer type um, thing. And I think there was a lot of remorse all around. It's funny, I, my first note was, and now we get to experience the art of the edit. Right. Because it is just like what you just referenced, they usually have an audience. And with that audience laughter, it's easier to, to hide the edits more subtly. It was piecing together sentences. So like you just said, oh, the network had a field day with just crafting their own storyline here, you know? Yeah, and they, <laughs> they did a yeah. lot of like, all right, pan in on Victoria, pan in on Victoria. Victoria got a lot of screen time because she was like the ultimate villain of this season. I thought that there was a lot of, you know, mending in a sense, but I think a lot of this mending, of course, was for the cameras. And then... I was really, really surprised, as was Bachelor Nation, uh, about how so many women came for Katie. Yeah, they started the attack. Yes. And yes. I don't know what that is. Yeah. And so that's something that I'd like to discuss once you're done with your, your first rundown, Jet. <laughs> yeah, Katie, she goes, so I think death threats are unacceptable. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's good to know. Uh, for any future bachelorette, nice to know that they're that we're at a good starting point. Katie was calling out Chelsea, which was that's a big call out because Chelsea never seemed like I mean, Chelsea was as innocent as anyone on the show. That was your girl, dude. Chelsea was runway model, just chilling like I, she never did anything as far as I saw, as far as the editor showed us. As far as the editor, um, yeah. And then I was just like, oh, wow, my notes, my notes literally say, oh, Mari hates Katie, too. Piper hates Katie, too. Kayla hates her too. Serena C hates her too. I was like, what is happening? All these people that hate. And they sat them all together. Yeah. I know. I was like, what it did was Katie this really do? weird? I don't know what it is because I, you know, I did a little like internet searching afterwards, and there were a, a lot of Bachelor Nation was like, since when does everybody hate Katie? Right. It was surprising. And so it made me think like, Actually, did we not see some Katie stuff that we were supposed to see? Like, what is right. the deal? Because then it seemed like they were vetting her to be the new Bachelorette. So it's yeah. this whole... I, I know. Jacinia closed out by supporting her. So that was, that was you know, big support from Jacinia for Katie. But for whatever that's worth, they all just kept saying they resented her for telling him the truth. 
Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. you're you're tattling, and I'm like, but she's telling him the truth, right? And I love so, that Jasenia did that, and I love that it closed out with that because <laughs> she said, she said, hey, the only reason that Katie came forward and said anything was because one girl, the rumor was being spread that she was an escort and that needed tending to. Maybe they were just like, well, you know what, Katie, let her defend herself. Like that's her job. Let her defend herself. Like you, and truthfully, does Katie know the truth? Does anyone know the truth other than Brit? That's the real question. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this. It doesn't matter if it's true or not, but Katie may not have the actual knowledge. Maybe they were like, why is she saying this? Because actually it is true. So let's move right into Brittany's hot seat. Um, So she talks about what happened when she arrived back home, how she didn't want to talk about it, how she kind of shut down. Uh, Anna is confronted with all this information. She admits that she was completely wrong and she can't justify anything. Uh, And then Brittany gets the last word. Any notes that you guys have on Brittany's hot seat? I wrote this down and I didn't know if it was going to go in Frace's fashion corner, but it actually, I didn't put it in the corner because I said, you know, she just hasn't looked the same since her uh, limo exit. Something happened. She was like radiant and all of these things. And then she got into that house and she's never been the same. I feel like not for worse or for, but she was just forever changed from this experience, I guess. And she she basically says that when she sits in the hot seat. And then there's the, of course, escort talk. And I thought it was really great that she said that there's nothing wrong with being an escort. We've all said that. We're all like in full support of women being escorts, if that's your chosen profession. And, you know, there's nothing, there's no, uh, there's no hatred going out to being an escort. But she did say that because she's not, uh, it it really, really affected her. She never really says, I am not an escort. She says things like, here's my quote. Uh, nothing wrong with that industry, but it's not me. Like that could be your way of saying it doesn't define me. Like there's nothing wrong with that industry, but it's not me. It's not who I am. Like it, she could, I'm just, I just have yet to hear her say, I have never been an escort. I don't, again, we've said this, I don't care. Now to that end, right. people We're after do the care. truth. We're not after what's- Right, but people do care and perception yeah. is everything. We were watching this with our buddy, Anthony, and- we were like dude it's not a big deal she is an escort he's like well i don't know about that like his view is like "Mm, i think it's kind of a big deal so so if if that's how the rest of america outside of just anthony is perceiving it then her offense uh is warranted you know well i think a big issue in what she kept saying was her family so here's the deal it you know let's just say she was an escort and she's fine with being an escort and she doesn't you know but she's not okay with her parents knowing she's an escort right um and also but i would suggest not going on a nationally televised show where people are going to uncover everything they can about you and then when we get to anna's apology she apologized as best as i think that you ever can i agree at first it seemed insincere because it's just like what you're supposed to do but she just well, she kept... also has that insincere face yeah <laughs> her face looks like the mom <laughs> in modern family dude what uh Julie happy Gilmore. bowen yeah. oh wow there's a there's a pop quiz question name? and the last uh, the last thing i'll say for now is that britney is in the power position completely anna can only apologize and then britney can save her face by accepting the apology right and politically all of that lined up to work out and yes. now they're like they're not gonna be best friends but like yes we are all just like oh great happy ending 
But there's so much more to all of that. Oh, for sure. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And the best quote, the best quote was, was Brit saying, I didn't sign up to get bullied. I was like, sweetheart. Oh, have you seen this show? Then you don't have an Instagram account? (laughs) Have you You seen this show? It hasn't run for two decades because it was a bunch of sorority girls giggling, laughing, and having a good time and getting along. That's just not how the show's become uh, so massively popular. There's literally a quote synonymous with, the show and it's i didn't come here to make friends and then it was like if it is her industry i love that she gave him one quick shout out and like her apology of denial almost like you know she got up and she goes but that being said we all really support sex workers and she like walked yeah, out and, and i was like yeah. hmm that's an interesting uh, way to part uh yeah. well because she knew so that it, she would get backlash from those right, right. the sex industry like, yeah. sure moving on to these cut dates, you guys. There are cut dates that we get to see. Um, first off, what's in the box is absolutely amazing. I would just go hand in the box and literally let them swarm my arm. Just so you're used to how it feels. When you're trying to avoid it, it's creepier. Just put it in there, let them cover your arm, and then go grab the key and pull out or whatever the heart or whatever they were grabbing. You know what like, they should have done? They should have put Katie's vibrator in there. Uh, there's a pancakes and beer challenge that was cut. This <laughs> would have surely put me just a little bit on Victoria's side because her reaction was the most realistic reaction to any competition date, group date that I've ever seen. She was like, yeah, I'm just going to dump this out and sip it. And I'm going to throw this on the ground and take a bite of it. Like, so, cause it's stupid and that's why you cut it. Uh, then there's the hide and seek portion. And I see why it wasn't aired because poor Kit is just cold and in the woods. Uh, then there's raw egg chugging and Katie actually vomits, uh, because gross. What does this have to do with Matt James (laughs) at all? That's a good question. That is a great question. For me, I'm like, I see why they cut them all. I see why these were cut scenes. Because for me, it was like, who cares? The eggs that would have I would have vomited too. Oh, the I don't eggs like, are well, tough. That's a texture thing too for me. I don't yeah. do must. I don't do uh, oysters or clams for that reason. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, oysters and uh, yeah, I don't like those things that that kind of texture. You mean yeah? Yeah. Well, mussels are kind of chewier, right? But either right. way, all that all that stuff is just I can't deal with it. It's, I love it. it. So it grosses me out. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely would be yakking. We should have been a team. You could have stuck your hand in the box and I would have been slamming the eggs, I guess. <laughs> I applaud them for doing all of these. Like these were some, those were more crazy. I guess they've done crazy things like that before, but it just seemed... It was much more fear factor. Yeah, it was, it was fear factor stuff for sure. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to this next hot seat. We have Katie, the gift that keeps on giving. Any words on Katie's hot seat moments? I think that they are vetting her to be or a, a possible next bachelorette. They hit really hard on the like, she's saying like, I just haven't found my person yet. There was a lot of dialogue going on between her and Chris that seemed like it was just setting her straight up to be the next bachelorette. So this is beginning the showdown for America. And it's literally the producer saying, America, you decide, Katie or Abigail, who's the next bachelorette? And it's like, they so they, they wanted to give you the negatives of Katie, probably to see how uh, social would react. And now they're sitting her in the hot seat because we all saw that and we were like, I thought they were trying to build this girl up and this is not a good look for the next bachelorette. 
and then this was more of like they sat her in it it was less of a hot seat and more of like a massage chair because it was just like her like being able to like <laughs> clear her name and you know yeah. and, uh, but I dude I totally respected where she just went full self-deprecation mode like guys uh I'm over the hill I'm 30 well that's uh, what I wrote why are we scared to be 30 and single 30 is the new 20 I know here's the deal you're so right women today are having children much later than they used to they used to have Mm -hmm. kids at 19 22 like having a kid having a kid when you're over 25 that was getting a little risky in the 80s in the 70s and 80s it was like oh you're over 25 and you're having a kid and now women are waiting until they're in their mid to late 30s in a lot of cases to have yeah, kids. They're right. waiting until they're 28, 29, 30 to get married these mm-hmm. days so that they live their lives and then yeah. and then they're ready. They, they life do what they want. Like yeah. Kit says, she's like, I'm 21 years old. I definitely don't want to be in one place for at least five years. I have things to do. I have stuff to accomplish. I got to so. figure out who I am. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Like we said, like I, I think I mentioned last week, these women spend so much time talking about who they want in a person. I'm like, why don't you figure out who you are first? Being an eight to a 10, like you ladies are, it'll find you if you're open to it. You yeah. can find love. Don't worry about it. You'll For be all sure. right. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's move on, shall we? To the next hot seat. Abigail. The tweets were cute. The supportive mm-hmm. tweets were mm-hmm. really cute. She did explain her precise level of deafness, um, that she has a cochlear implant, and uh, if she takes it out, not going to hear anything, but she can hear a lot of what's being said. That's she's she mentioned that she's not full deaf with a capital D, which was different language that I didn't know about. Any words from you guys on Abigail's hot seat? Yeah, I said she's a delight. I love that she educated us, which you were just talking about. Yeah, she also mentioned that she doesn't sign. She was raised with the implant, I guess. Right, right. Um, yeah. I have a I have a. A friend in Vegas that um, also had the implant, and I learned a lot from her. And um, you know, I thought they showed the clips of her from the beginning, and it was like it was just adorable when she she tells him right off the bat, she's like, "I'll just be looking at your lips a lot, and you have really pretty lips." Like it was like the most adorable thing to say to somebody. Like, and and then and then one of the hardest things for me to watch was her her. We talk about being vulnerable on the show all the time, but like her vulnerability about her concerns about having a child and the child could be deaf was an amazing conversation between her and Matt James. And then I just wrote, I wrote like she somehow um, done a great thing for the deaf community. I assume in like Rome and I wrote romanticizing disability and, and not having it define you, but just being like, this is a part of me and this is who I am. And I'm, I'm an awesome person. Yeah. And, and I think that when someone has a disability and particularly her who's been raised with it, she's had it her whole life. A person either takes that disability and they harbor resentment in their life because of it. And that, that kind of molds their personality or they figure out how to deal with it, accept that it's a part of them and they move on in life in spite of said you know, uh, disability and, and fully accept it and hope to share and educate others about that. So the adversity she's dealt with in her life have molded exactly who she is and who she is is just a lovely, lovely human being from what we get. I mean, from what we Mm -hmm. see, you know, you can only see, you know, we can only judge what we've seen with our own eyes. But I mean, if Katie's campaign went well for her, 
Abigail's campaign went well for her because this was the two campaigns mm -hmm. I felt for Bachelorette. Yeah. I think the lack of hearing on that show being around all those cackling hens would maybe be a benefit as well. I'd be like, in fact, she's blessed on that show. Dude, how many times do you think that they were on set and they started going and then she was just like, whatever, tuning out. Yeah. Just like, and yeah. Right. yeah. I'm out. All right. Let's move on to the next hot seat then. Piper gets some time in the hot seat. I mean, I. I just wrote See You in Paradise. She's really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They were doing a lot of flashbacks. I was like, man, she's she's very, very attractive. Um, and I said, oh, yeah. I had kind of forgotten. I was like, oh, yeah, she had the pissed exit. She had the the very, like, Yeah, they I'm didn't out. even show it. Yeah. There wasn't like a... That in the recap. A he opened the door and she got in and didn't even look back. Dude. Yeah, and it was like the she got rejected and then she was like, I'm out, I'm pissed. And then I was like, and then I quickly remembered she's 23. Not that I'm an yeah. ageist, but like that had a lot to do with like my overall perception of like how she was handling the situation. Yes. I think this was, I think she actually did experience heartbreak. I think this was her first real heartbreak. She's not going to trust herself after this. And that's a little sad, but it's also a part of growing up and mm -hmm. she'll do, like, I think you said, I, I was like, this is a great candidate for a, uh, for bachelor in paradise for sure. I hope yeah. to see her there. Yeah. I like, and, you know, I like what you just said, by the way, we're not saying She's 23, therefore everything she does is immature. But we are saying that the younger you are, the way you react to specific circumstances can vary. Like the older you get, the wiser you get. And as you just alluded to, this is clearly one of her first big breakups. And she chose to deal with it by uh, being in denial in a weird way and not having to face it. And that's fine. I mean, she, she's not going to want too long for, you know, love. So well, uh, she'll probably find it on the sand in, you know, mm -hmm. Mexico, wherever they go. Unfortunately for Piper, she was like the fun side piece, like the whole time. Yeah. She was kind of like the, the mistress in a sense. Like, I'm focused on these, you know, like really two possible wives. And you're just really fun to make out with. You know, you guys, there are so many hot seats surrounding us. I feel like we are in a hot tub, to be honest. Mm. So let's just go ahead, cool off our buns in the welcoming yet slightly shady ice bath that is Frace's <laughs> Fashion <laughs> Corner. Whoa, I am in this hot tub and it is lukewarm but i'll tell you what's Ooh. not lukewarm the fashion that is the fire that is bubbling underneath of me and here we go and it's gonna explode into faces fashion corner <laughs> this hot tub only needs one jet yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah two jets too many okay i'm not a mathematician no, no but doubt. two jets no too doubt. many okay even uh, i would agree with you on that yeah. yes i will also i will i will <laughs> all right let's stoke the fire first of all with Chris Harrison's suit with the black handkerchief and the tie it's a burgundy structured tie I think he looks great I also like the high and tapered look Chelsea mentioned earlier um, I love Chelsea's blonde it's fun woohoo I got broken up with so I'm going to change my hair that's what all women do okay I like Justina's pantsuit uh, it's magenta um, MJ looks like uh, she's a nude mummy with this body con on I'm not really a big fan of that I'm just going to like go down fashion corner like real real quick real, real. do it Ryan, are you the Little Mermaid? What is that all about? It was like this um, shimmery kind of thing. I, I was I was into it. I love, 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 love. How many times can you say love in a sentence and sing it? 
Kit's outfit and the hair. This is a retro double breasted cut of a blazer. It's a vintage Chanel jacket that her mother clearly did a little snip, 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 a snip, 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 a snap, snap, snap. And then boom, I'm Kit. I am looking fantastic. Hey, guess what? Vic look awful, you know? Sorry, I'm not sorry. Yeah. I don't like Katie's hair for this uh, woman tell all, and I'm not sure why. Maybe somebody, you know, listeners write in and tell me why. Um, I do love Katie's earrings, though. They're dangly. I think they're like coral. She looked great. Um, you know, simple black dress. Can't go wrong with that. I you know, love right Piper's high waisted satin pants. The top was very, very, very taut. Very, very taut. Um, which could have been a choice. If it was a choice, make a different one next time. Um, Serena P., I don't like the dress. Uh, okay, so Matt James. The beard. No. How cold is your neck that because you didn't wear a turtleneck, you had to grow uh, this beard to cover the neck? Like, how cold is your neck, good sir? Or do you have like an Adam's apple that bobs up and down that we don't want to see? Or are you like an Ichabod crane? What's going on, buddy? Get... No turtlenecks, no beard, clean cut, suit. You're the bachelor. Get it together. You're not going to be the bachelor for very much longer. So just at least get your fashion on point, my brother. Um, and then there's that. He may be a bachelor, just not the bachelor. Yeah, he's, well, guys, <laughs> spoiler alert. I'm sure he's a bachelor now. And I think the reason is turtlenecks. Get me out of this corner. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. I got to go pick up my notes. Well, that was a deep dive into the hot tub of phrases fashion corner let's come up from for air shall we shall we come Oof. up for air into Oof. serena p's hot seat it was a very boring hot seat for me so i wrote oh she's a publicist um <laughs> oh that actually makes sense with how she knows how to handle herself uh, yeah. when she knows she's yeah. being seen by i wrote something mean i was like i can't stand her voice she's got a very holier than thou uh, kind of attitude a little bit and i it's not that i dislike her i feel like she's hyper intelligent but i feel like she knows it and i don't like that and it was funny anthony who was watching it with us walked in from the bathroom and his comments summed it all up he goes oh she's still talking you know i hate to say this but the only reason serena got so much airtime was because for some reason matt james liked her dude i really dug your theory we could probably social media that too. And it might be like Serena P gets back with ex-boyfriend because he's going to be jealous. Now she was basically trying to probably, like you said, showcase herself again. Like, look what you've missed. Okay. Well, let's move on a little bit. Shall we? Matt James arrives. The beard arrives. <laughs> and just a quick side note with Matt's resemblance to one famous athlete, I'm just going to mention another famous athlete that has some LNR news associated with him, Emmanuel Acho, oh. author and host of Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. He's funny, he's adorable, uh, and he's tackling racial issues by doing the most important part in the process of progress, having the conversation, which we've had conversations similar to those that he kind of tackles, right, uh, on this podcast. Uh, we're pretty stoked about this choice, I think, all three of us. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good choice. We hope that you, our listeners, are very excited as well. We'll obviously continue these uncomfortable conversations at that mm -hmm. time. But for now, let's head on into this immensely uncomfortable conversation about the beard in every woman's eyes up there. I saw, I mean, I wouldn't date you, but it looks good. That's what I saw. <laughs> and it's well kept and it's clean but you're going through something. 
And um, yeah. and what I was saying is, I honestly think Matt James might be the most beloved Bachelor that I've had the privilege of watching. It seems as though every single woman on that stage, at least, it seems as though they all just genuinely like him. And I will say, Matt James just really handles himself well. Yeah. He was somehow able to not burn any bridges, in my opinion. Somehow he kind of got out of this unscathed. Like none of the women were like, you lied to me. You're a jerk. Like you're, you know, you wronged me. Like all these things. Everybody was kind of like, it didn't work out. And I really like you. And I wish you the best. I think he made it easy on them. Um, it's that whole thing of, you know, when your ex shows up and they're less attractive than they were when you dated them. So they were all like, <laughs> yeah. as, as Chelsea yeah. was kind of mentioning, yeah. they were like, their vibe was, oh God, thank God that's not my man. And, and at the end of the day, why should there be resentment? I mean, lest, lest we forget this guy, his job is to limit this pool, this crop down to one. That's his job from day one. So yeah, it's, guess what, ladies, people are going to get cut. And these women seem to be okay with that. And um, yeah, it was very amicable to the point of like, almost like, what are we watching again? Right. You know, yeah. um, it's probably, yeah, I wrote, this the is fact, the worst women tell all ever. Yeah. As I say, it probably attributed <laughs> to the fact that you called it, that you've deemed it the worst ever. And you know, yeah. that, that has value in that because it's not completely incorrect at all. And then, and then lastly, we finish it off with Katie. So mm -hmm. that's after the kissing. And I was like, Jet yeah. hates this part. <laughs> Yep. I mean, you're one, you're not one rule, but one of the rules that I've learned from my podster jet is that jet doesn't talk about how other men kiss. <laughs> well, there was a whole segment about it. So something yeah. tells me I'm forced to in this, yeah. on this yeah. occasion. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Then let's talk about it because this wow. should be known by everyone, <clears throat> whether they listen to our podcast or not, you don't kiss with your eyes open. You don't do Just don't do it. Haven't it, you it was, ever seen like a romantic movie? I thought it was. Can you imagine if Hugh, if Hugh Grant goes in to kiss uh, Meg Ryan or, or whoever he's, you know, Hugh Grant's always kissing somebody and being charmingly befuddled in a movie about love, and I, he doesn't go in for open eye kissing. Yeah, and I, I think in his eyes, what in his eyes are almost perpetually closed all the time because he spends. Yeah, I think they're half closed, half open as much as he blinks, blinky. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but I do like Hugh Grant. No, offense, he's charmingly but, blinky, biggie. Uh, but like. <laughs> he had an opportunity to blame television. He could have been like, uh, he's like, honestly, guys, it's hard to get used to the cameras being around. And I guess I never adjusted. And I guess that was my tick. I hadn't even noticed I was doing it, but it's something about kissing on camera. I had my eyes open. I apologize. That's so no. stupid. But no, instead he goes, I just now found out I'm not supposed to have my eyes open. We're like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you You're ever like, been well. in a relationship? Yeah. The, 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 the girls are kissing him and their eyes are closed. And of course they have to open their eyes at some point. And they're, they're probably like, whoa, did he, the, the thought is, did he have his eyes open the whole time? Or did, or did we just open, both that had the same time? Or did right, he just open them true. quicker than I did? That's you, a good point. If your eyes are closed, you have no idea. So you're like, and all of them were probably like, I'm sure his eyes weren't open the whole time. Right. Yeah, because he's supposed because to be a human. A, a human. He's not a shark in the oh water. <laughs> exactly. And even their eyes roll in the back of their head when they're eating. Dude. This guy like, this. <laughs> It was, and he tried awkward. to justify it by being like, I just had my eyes open because they're so beautiful. And I'm like, well, no, you don't stop. look directly yeah. into the sun. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> Dude, I just can't. This is the same guy, guys, who had literally drew blood on a kiss, they said. He drew His blood. First kiss, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Well, Whatever, you can't have man. it all, I guess. <sighs> yeah, so that's. 
Yeah, so that, that concludes my yeah. kissing analysis. We end with a pretty amazing ride. There's a couple of closing words from Abigail, Piper, Serena P. And then we have bloopers. There's always a bug montage, right? Which was pretty funny. Uh, but I really, really loved the spicy moment with Jojo and Tasha that we obviously as an audience never witnessed. I don't remember them eating. Nobody eats on The Bachelor. And then you guys, we end on an erection in a hot tub. Yeah. No. Uh, hot tub boners are always funny. Oh, um, uh, hot tub boners are always inevitable. Oh yeah, yes. No, I'm just Correct. kidding. <laughs> but when you're when you're young Unless, and when you're with hotties, well, yeah. When you're young all, and with hotties, I'll, I'll say this though, Jet. With, we've been on bachelor bachelor weekends where it's like eight grown men in the in the, in the hot tub. No, it's not inevitable yeah. in that moment. Yeah. yeah, I mean, depending on what the men are into, I guess. But yeah, yeah, you know, world. whatever you're into is fine. Um, you can only pull this card if somebody you know is is into you, because if you mm -hmm. if somebody's not into you. You're looking at trouble. Yeah. You say, I can't stand up or like, I can't get out of the hot tub or like, I shouldn't get out of this bed, you know, or like you, you pull the, I, you say exactly what's going on. You're attractive and I have a boner to prove it. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yes. I, well, I, I'll say this before the snake peek, CH has his, uh, his goodbye that would seem fairly normal on any other season, but it just had this awkward undertone to it all mm -hmm. of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> of course I'm projecting. Mm -hmm. But uh boy that was awkward. Yep. A tender well, farewell. It was a like way. a it was like a boner in a hot tub. There was stuff going on beneath the surface. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Quote of the episode. I love it, dude. That's great. <laughs> like a boner I wish we could call the hot episode tub. hot tub boners, but <laughs> so next week. There's a blizzard that Matt James walks through, apparently. <laughs> and then he confronts his father, uh, which seems like it's going to be very intense. Um, and it looks as though maybe Rachel feels like she has to leave because she can't take it. And she might, Madison style, give Matt James an old tomato. What? The old <laughs> tomato might come forth. Words on this next week preview, guys. All right, I wrote, well, of course, Bachelor ABC was able to get the estranged father. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the oldest trick in the book, you know? Mm -hmm. And yep. I said, there's a reason that Matt James is having a tough time making a decision. And there's a reason that he's sitting on that curb and he's really upset and needs to talk to Chris Harrison. And it's because he doesn't have socks on. <laughs> <laughs> He just needed to make sure he had 10 toes down, dude. Uh, ten toes! Gotta be able to see him. Oh, no, yeah. let's get back to him. Another shout out. Sorry. Uh, it's amazing. I have a theory on what that moment is, by the way, because they're trying to really play it up for the drama. I think it's as simple as that moment is the moment between him knowing he made the wrong decision that he dumps Michelle and then going to propose to Rachel. I think it's literally just like, he, it's hard on him. It's hard. For, it's difficult for him to dump Michelle. Uh, but that, so that's what causes the breakdown, the curb. And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to go uh, propose to Rachel now. I think that's what the moment is. That's just my guess. I also think that the whole Rachel being upset that he's going to sleep with another woman is not going to be a big deal. Now, my question is this. 
does he sleep with all three or does he just sleep with one or i could see brie turning it down i think he has sex with michelle and i think he has sex with rachel that's what i see that's what i think but i don't think brie turns it down i think it's actually matt james's decision oh really i think, oh, I I think he wants that. to have sex with brie why else would she still be that. there I could see him having that weighing on his conscience. Because well, be I think big. that that would weigh on his conscience. I think he's I think he's got it down to two and breeze along for the ride. Uh, That's fair. That's, uh, yeah, because that he could easily because otherwise it's literally just a one night stand. Speaking of literally, the episode ends with a Victoria literally montage that is literally amazing. She can be literally done forever until paradise. And then I want to see her again. Okay, guys. Well, women tell all. Whoa, mental lull. We did it for Matt James' season, guys. And you know what? It's been a riot, y'all. And as Kit would say, I had no concept of time. (laughs) This has been. (laughs) And Frace. And Chelsea, leaving you with these parting (laughs) hashtags. (laughs) Hashtag women tell all. Hashtag whoa mental lull. Hashtag like a boner in a hot tub. Hashtag hot seat. Hashtag limos and roses. Hashtag fashion. Hashtag fashion corner. Hashtag race first. Hashtag boobs. Hashtag Chris Harrison. Hashtag last Chris Harrison. Hashtag zoomcast. Hashtag turtlenecks. Hashtag no socks. Hashtag literally. Hashtag garbage. We are all here for the right reasons. Bye, guys. Hey, you know, like when you're in a hot tub <laughs> and you you don't have any trouble going full mast. Yeah. <laughs> it's different when you're like when you're like in freezing water because then it gets not big, but what does it get? Ah. Uh, <laughs> Everybody. Shut, 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 shut.